Kara was, of course, very happy and pleased about the whole situation. Uh. <laughs> Episode 34 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Kara. We are probably the worst podcasters. We, we don't have, we have like half a dozen people. I haven't even checked the analytics. <laughs> a lot of podcasters are just, they're chopping up bits of it and putting it on video, loading it up to TikTok and doing all this crazy promotion, kind of treating it like a full-time job, except we both have basically two full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. Someday we'll spend more time promoting. That's the irony of it. Like You have to have enough time to do it as a professional thing, but who's got that time? And if you, I mean, those people who are doing it professionally, they're probably getting paid something or hopes to be paid for something and we're just doing it to help people so i mean getting paid would be nice it would be nice but we're not and therefore i mean we do what we can sometimes though i wonder with some podcasts like you have to have something to talk about and we struggle with that well it's just because we're always tired though well that too there's always so much to talk about but yeah, think about it and where, what direction you want to go in. And there's so much going on all the time. And you're doing so much that little things slip through. Like I've been meaning to text a guy that just literally lives like a mile up the, up the road to see if he wants some firewood. And I just haven't. I just haven't. Uh, but, yeah, there's plenty, of, there's plenty happening. I mean, every day is a constant battle. I've been battling being a small business owner is super 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 hard i can't and since you since you change your business model that means that we don't know what to expect from the full year yeah so sorry that's dublin coughing as usual (laughs) winter's hard and you think well i made all this money during the summer but where did it go because it's not in my bank account it's like I probably should have put some stuff away for winter specifically to handle heating bills and animal bills and we well, needed we also, stuff now. We also had the well pump go out. We had to replace that. We had the brakes in the car, the tires on the car. A whole bunch of stuff happened. Yeah. And it, it's a, a lot, lot of stuff. Vet bills. Vet bills. There's a lot of things that happen that are not going to happen all the time. Like now that now that they've occurred, they're done. Like we're not gonna have to mess with that well pump for probably twenty years. Knock on wood. Yeah, it's brand new. So we don't have to worry about that anytime soon. But it's a good thing we did do it because there's a house going across the street from us and drilling a well this past week. Of course they did. Of course. I mean, you know. There used to be trailers and stuff over there. I think the owner let somebody stay on it, but somebody in the neighborhood was concerned that they were doing shady things. Uh, So eventually they they left. I don't know the story there, but... Recently, they just brought over heavy equipment, excavators, and um, I told my coworkers in our, our, our meeting, I work remotely, so we're they're in Boston, some are in India, some you know, they're different places, some are in the UK, uh, and I told them, I just want you to know I'm so dedicated to my job that I am here talking to you instead of outside watching those excavators because. <laughs> They're so neat to watch them pull things up and dig the earth. And but they're so loud. They are. They're very loud. It was loud constantly. It was like the whole backyard was vibrating, doing chores. And the ducks weren't fans. The chickens weren't fans. The goats were just like, whatever. They're more concerned about the lawnmowers next door. But Which also occasionally has to happen. Yeah. It's... <clears throat> But the dogs definitely yeah, had every, big issues with Every it. sudden thing, every time they dropped a load of something or like <laughs> on the ground, it would like, kabam, and the dogs were upset. And when they were drilling the well, oh my gosh, you couldn't even think. I couldn't even think. Well, all right. It's just... it, that stuff annoys Kara for a number of reasons, but I kind of think the machinery is cool. Like they come up this big truck, and it's got this extending drill on it that takes that that does the whole thing it does everything it's really cool well yeah it's cool but we 
What year is it? How can we not make it more quiet? Well, eventually they'll be electric, but that's years away. And I'm also the same person. You get those commercials where you download, you want to, they're like, download this app to calm your senses. And it's like, it's not even white noise anymore. I don't know what they call it. Water or something that makes you want to pee? It makes me want to pee or it's like weird noises that just irritate me. I'm like, just get that off. Because it's like a, a humming, buzzing. I'm like, no. These are, would, not those helpful, are not calming. <laughs> helpful, calming sleep sounds. <laughs> calming for me is watching Everyone Loves Raymond at night. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry about that noise from Dublin in the back. He's just, his cough has gotten worse as he's gotten older. He's Although it's been better the last couple of days because it hasn't been humid. We, yeah, we got him some new meds and the weather the weather shifted and has not been as hostile to him. But he'll always have it, so yeah, we're so coping. Every once in a while he'll settle down and just quietly nap and we don't disturb him. Yeah. I should explain the nature of, of, of our farm. We live on the main road where all the infrastructure is. And we almost never lose power. And when we do, it's only for a little while. Uh, we're on a high priority chunk of the grid. There must be a fire. The fire department must be on the same area as us, or something. But this main road gets a lot of attention when things go bad. Because of that, because of the good infrastructure and the good internet, we live in a place where there's next door neighbors and people across the street. And our seven acres goes back behind the house. So that's why she's always wanting me to fence out more so she can go down the hill and away from the road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a perfect world, we would have a house that's like 200 feet away from the road. Or we'd have like, well, actually, Kara would prefer to have a driveway that's like a half a mile. That's what I grew up on. It was yeah. like a half mile long. She'd love to have all that again. But if you do that, you basically have no internet and no infrastructure. Your power is going to go out every time you look at it funny. Yeah, people probably won't visit because they're like, you're so far. Right. I mean, already they think we're far, but we're really not that far. Well, <laughs> in the sense that everything in Maine is far from everything else. You, you, it's a half hour to the close stuff, you know, which is why it frustrates me that I haven't texted Mike because he's literally a mile up the road and I haven't, I haven't texted him. Yeah. You know, and he's the same way. He, we've talked about it. He is... He's, they're the same as us. There's something always happening. Uh, so it's just, you, you almost have to bump into each other while you're both doing the same kind of chores, like both having to go to the general store or the transfer station or something. You know, what can you do? It's just part of living in a, in a rural area. Which brings us to today's topic. We want to talk about delivering large things to an old house. Yeah, specifically an old house. you got to yeah. measure everything. Right. Because these doors, <laughs> old, if you like old houses like we do, we've already talked about how there's no right angles because the thing is settled over the you know, 150 years it's been around or however long. You also have lots of closed off rooms. There's no open concept. That was done back in the day so that you could conserve heat. Yeah. You close off doors. Every door had a every sorry. Every room had a door, so you could close it off and heat just that room, and the whole family would gather in just that room or something like that. Right, which is why we get deeply offended whenever we watch a housing show, and they're like, "We'll knock out that wall. We're knock out that wall. We'll take out this." We're like, yeah, we freak out. The, the only one that doesn't give us like some kind of a, a like open concept anxiety is that guy from New Kids in the Block. Yeah, Jonathan Knight, he the farmhouse fixer, I think it's called. Yeah, he specifically fixes up farmhouses, yeah. and he loves them, and he wants to preserve their character. So, so that's kind of neat. It's kind of funny because he still does new kids in the block tours, <laughs> even at their current age, because there's money in it, right? People want to go down memory lane, so all the guys get together and they go do concerts. Yeah, I grew up with them. It's funny. Yeah, and and the rest of the time he's fixing up. Uh, farmhouses. That was my first concert, I think. I don't even remember going. Which is it's funny to me because he lives on, Jonathan Knight lives on this like ranch, this farm. He's got like horses and stuff. Yeah. And his husband just doesn't seem like the kind that would want to live out there. 
I get a Green Acres vibe off of that couple. <laughs> you know, like one of them wants to be in the city and the other one's like, let's go to the farm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. But I guess it works. I mean, I mean they're still together. So yeah, they're they're not complaining. So I mean, it's it's working for them. Why not? You know what? I, I know what it is. Hmm. He can go to the city when he wants to. He can take the occasional trip. Well, probably aren't they? They're in Massachusetts, so they're only like probably an hour from some yeah. city. Yeah, they're not far away, and they can get to an airport and visit. And then after you've been around people a lot, you're just like, I'm going back to the farm. Yeah. So, so you probably get the best of both worlds. But in any case, farmhouses have nooks and crannies and weird curves. Like, like to my office, there's it's hard to explain. There's there's like a curve in the wall to get into it because of when they built the bathroom upstairs. You end up with a lot of idiosyncrasies in the house because it was originally built when people use chamber pots and then <laughs> and then eventually indoor plumbing came along and they had to build bathrooms in the place and figure out how to fit a bathroom into the layout. So you end up with all kinds of strange situations and doors that are different sizes and maybe you're trying to get a couch in somewhere but you have to take it past a couple of doors, like through this doorway past the staircase and then around the staircase and through another doorway. And that means we have to go through, we have to stand it up, we have to pivot. Yeah, pivot. If you ever watched that show Friends back uh, in the day. Famous, famous scene. Yeah. Great. It makes I, me laugh every time. I love scenes like that because <laughs> the script is just like almost nothing. It's 90% of it is just the actors okay. making it funny. <laughs> but you, you end up having to do all this crazy stuff to get couches and things into places and and then time passes, and I, I'm walking around upstairs, and I know that we got this crazy dresser or something upstairs. I just don't know how we did it. Yeah. No, like, did we did we uh, find a genie in a bottle and wish for that furniture to go upstairs? Because <laughs> that seems like a reasonable thing to me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Kara needs to get larger equipment for her kitchen because she's a professional baker and chef. So. We had to get an industrial oven for her. And here's the kicker. We, I think we've mentioned this in another podcast, but th this has like, how many sheet pans does it fit? It fits 10 half size sheet pans. Because you use the half size. So yeah. 10 of those. Because regular ovens, you can only fit a half size in if you're lucky. So I only have half size sheet pans in the house. And so, they're easier to handle because if I had a full sheet pan, they'd be heavier. And yeah, you have twice as much clean. stuff on them. Yeah, so. And they're basically just exactly what they sound like. They're twice the, you know, surface area. I think they're like, uh, I don't know. The it's just two of the ones you got put together. That's basically what it is. Yeah. And you have one long sheet pan you shove all the way into the back. But then you've got this heavy thing. and, and So... In any case, she was going from residential ovens to an industrial oven, and that meant for her purposes, she went from being able to put three of her half sheet pans into each of her two ovens. So yeah. she had a total of six, and we got this one oven that could hold 10 of those. <laughs> but here's the problem. The oven that she wanted is for restaurants, and they assume that you have a double door. Yeah, I wanted the bigger one because go big or go home, right? And it was cheaper because it was like double door. It was what you see in most restaurants. Right, but there was no way. The problem is it would not fit through the kitchen door. Because so. you have to measure your doorways when you yeah. do this stuff. you got to remember to measure your doorways too. Sometimes yeah. I forget. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically we had to pay more money to take that technology and and squeeze it into a smaller item yeah. and we had to get that thing from the from outside because this old man delivered it oh my on the gosh. back of a truck so, so i got it from webstaurant.com or something it's like a a restaurant supply store that i've been ordering for many years but their shipping is kind of ridiculous I'm looking for other avenues, but everyone's shipping for that stuff is kind of ridiculous. So this extremely heavy but. thing arrived 
They don't. And, they don't bring it in your house. No. Just letting you know if it's via FedEx, UPS, or USPS, they're not going to bring it in your house. They're it's, just going to drop it off. It's going to be on a pallet outside. Yeah. If you're lucky and you're there when they arrive, you can have them put the pallet in your garage. And they're gonna they're gonna get one of those hand movers, like at the warehouse. Not the. It's like the personal forklift thing that you just kind of pump like a like a car jack. And you just slide it into the pallet, pump it a few times to lift the pallet a couple inches off the ground, and you just push it around. And they have one of those in the truck, and they move the pallet to a, this platform that comes out of the truck and then lowers to the ground, and then they roll it out. And if you're lucky, you can get it into your garage, but then you have to move it in the house somehow. Yeah, and, and I mean, I'm not that strong. Well, you're barely over 100 pounds soaking wet, and I'm like 185, 190, so I'm almost twice your mass. Yeah, but still. And you got a bad hand, and you still try to lift everything in the world. Yeah. Because you're stubborn. I am stubborn. And I'm impatient, because sometimes I'll ask, and I, I got to wait. And I don't like waiting, and then he forgets, and I gotta ask again. It sounds like I'm nagging. And then... Or even if I'm standing <laughs> right there, and I just have to walk to the other side of something, she'll start to try to lift something, and I have to yell at her to stop because it weighs three times what you do. You gotta, you gotta stop. But that's the dilemma when you have some giant thing. It's just the two of us, right? So if if we want to get some large object like this oven into the house, um, you have to make sure you have a hand truck, you have to have a cart, you have to have something that you can use to move an object around. And at the time, our, we still had that picket fence oh, yeah. with the larger gate, and we it luckily fit through that, and we were able to move it over to the kitchen door, but then it has to go up onto this little tiny deck. You yeah, know. which is probably dry, rotted, tall hex. I gotta be honest. I yeah, worry. we but need to build something there and put a ramp. We just need a ramp there. We don't even use that door. There's so many random doors in this house that we don't use. It's but just the, weird. somehow, through some kind of sorcery, we we got it done, <laughs> and we just fought with it and finagled with it and and got it into the the kitchen. The problem was getting it onto its stand, which I was not able to do. So we had to ask our nice electrician to help. So That's what it was. Yeah. He was on one side, I was on the other, and we lifted it onto the stand. That's what yeah. it was. Because guess what? There's that no thing way. has its own type of electricity that it has to have. Of course. It has. You can't just plug that into the wall. It's industrial. So we had to have mm -hmm. a connection made, and it's got its own circuit breaker. Uh, yeah. So that's... That's one example of something large, uh, but you might not be doing that. You're not going mean, to, you're, unless you're a professional baker, you're not buying an oven, right? So let's let's talk about some other large things. Age. Like a couch. Like, a couch. So, so here's the deal. I had to buy a new couch. Our old couch got destroyed by these puppies, and it wasn't that old, but... It was, it was comfy. It was I liked comfy, it. Except the girls have already destroyed the cushions on it because yeah. that's what they do. And it. Basically, I mean, the it's... older two girls, uh, Finia and Kasla, the 10 year old and the 8 year old, will lay on top of the couch cushions and then over time they smoosh. They smoosh and then somebody decided to open it up and shred some of the cushiony. That's part. one of the puppies. That's Aberdeen. Yeah. So that got expelled. And then once Scotland came in, he likes to burrow, apparently. And he oh my God. made a hole underneath the couch. He basically, you know that, that <laughs> cloth-like lining? Which is they, also on box springs, which he has yeah. also destroyed. So that, that lining <laughs> they put on the bottom of couches or box springs, he basically chewed a hole through that jumped up in there and was running around like he had his own little cave system that he was yeah. really into. It was a burrow. He made a burrow. Yeah. And he was very happy in there. And we were like, where is he? We're looking all over the house for him. He was inside the box spring <laughs> of the bed. And then we finally figured it out. 
And we just had to tear all of that off and expose the box spring. Which is, I don't know if it... I yeah, mean, we don't know like if that's good or bad. Is or that, If you need that or what. But <laughs> it's we what are. we had to do, right? We and can't then, afford a new bed. And then they did so. the same thing to the couch. And Kara was, of course, very happy and pleased about the whole situation. Ugh. And she didn't say anything bad about it at all. <laughs> I mean, I like that couch. We didn't, I mean, it was one of those chase sectionals so if you have an old house the only way and if you don't have like strong manpower and friends you need sectionals they are the best thing especially if you move a lot yeah they're easy to move they're easy to put in a space you can rearrange them for like whatever weirdness is going on with the layout of your house even they're, i can move them by myself yeah they're not too heavy so yeah so it was... They're just awkward. So you still have to measure them to make sure they'll get through your door. Yeah. So our next couch, we needed a sleeper sofa because, again, being an old house, our bedroom gets too cold. And because we have Dublin, our senior pug, it is just going to be too cold for him. And electricity is extremely ordinarily high this year like it's always high but this year yeah. it's super high so otherwise we'd have the heater on all the time which we can't afford to do so our dining room was technically the warmest room in the house but we switched the dining room and the living room because everyone hangs out in the what was the dining room now is the living room. Basically, we had the, the, the place where the TV was, we ate dinner and all that stuff, was on one end of the house. Yeah. And that gets hot and it gets cold. And we're moving to the dining room, which is in the middle of the house. Because that's where Dublin likes to hang out. So I had, we had mentioned I got him the air conditioner for the summer because he hangs out in this room and that helped him during the summer months. So all the activity and is going to happen in here, and that other room is going to be used for some other purpose. Well, it'll be the dining room, but not that we ever really use the dining room. It'll also be our Lego room if we ever have time to do Legos. But, yeah. Yeah. And anyway, it will be so, Christmas dinner or something there. Anyway, it's so... got a table and chairs. I had to order a sleeper sofa, but obviously a regular size sleeper sofa will not fit through our doors. So I had to get a smaller version, which hopefully will be good. It has not arrived yet because if you know and you ordered furniture within the last couple of years, it takes many months to arrive. <laughs> hopefully it'll get here before winter. Supposedly it'll arrive in two weeks, but um, it already had to be rescheduled, so we don't know. And since this is the warmest room because it has the most... Uh, floor vents. We will probably be wintering in this room, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, because the bedroom, we there's a lot that we have to fix in the house. We, we didn't to get to the windows. We couldn't afford yeah. to redo the windows this year. Well, there's too many emergencies, like we said. So yeah. we didn't get our, a lot of our goals done. So the bedroom's going to get really cold. And rather than trying to fight it and heat it, we'll just stay in the warmest room in the house. It just makes sense. So, I know it's weird for most people, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to make arrangements. I mean, yeah. it's your house. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> if somebody starts judging the way you are doing your stuff, then say, say some, I don't know, well, be very polite <laughs> to them. Or not. And, it uh, doesn't matter. Be nice about it all. It's, I don't endorse any kind of uh, Gen X snark uh, <laughs> just because I'm Gen X, but... We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to respond to the situation we're in. Since the since Aberdeen got out that one time, and then we both got mad about it, and we made a double gate with those dog kennel panels that you get at Tractor Supply. There's now a door, barely big enough for a gorilla cart to get pulled through. There's two of them, right? And that's how I get in from the front yard to the uh, to the enclosed front yard to the open area and move the gorilla cart around. We're not going to get a couch through that. So I've actually got to build a loading gate 
in our fence out front. So I've got so we can get this couch in two weeks. Which is even that big because our I've doors got to have, are 38 inches, so it has to be smaller than that. And most couches are not, folks. Let me right. tell you. So the the plan I've got is I'm just going to make a very simple gate. Uh, it, it's there's a, a post from that old picket fence because the posts were very strong and in good shape, but the fence was rotted out. So we still have some of the posts and our fences along them. So I'll, I'll attach the gate to one of those posts, and then it's the gate itself is just going to be one of the other dog kennel panels that I've got. I'll attach the other end to just a T-post that I drive in the ground, nothing fancy. And we'll zip tie it because we, that's a loading gate that we're only going to need occasionally when we have something big coming in. We don't want anybody anybody opening it up just willy-nilly. So we'll have to put a lock on it or something. Well, I'll zip tie the whole thing. Oh, well, yeah. And if I see somebody with a knife trying to undo the zip ties, <laughs> I will throw a rock at their head. I mean, what the? What are you doing? I've already had to put up a sign because there we get customers and visitors, and they always if the dogs are out, they're like up to the fence trying to pet them. I'm like, no, they're behind a fence. So I put up a sign that they're livestock guardian dogs on duty, which, which they're not. Well, I mean, technically they are. No, they're technically not. They're technically dogs that well, are cool no. with the animals. A livestock guardian dog is a specific thing with well, specific training. Yes, but at the same time, they do tell us when people are here or when things are going on. That's just regular dogs. That's a regular dog them. job. Well, we have ducks outside that need attention. So, yeah. We mainly don't want people opening the gates and letting oh, yeah, Aberdeen we out. Had we had one guy who opened the gate when the front door was open and he just walked in and, I mean... So she put that sign there <laughs> to deter people from just walking right in. But but there's a double gate now. And people tend to understand what the airlock is for, so that, that helps. But I've still got to make a loading gate. So what we would do is we would... Make sure that the front door is closed and Aberdeen is safely inside. And it's, it's all about her. <laughs> She's a problem. And then I would cut the zip ties, open it up. And down, the, the, basically the reason I'm doing zip ties and not a regular latch is because I would have to put a padlock on that latch. And I, I don't want to do that yet. I'll do it in the spring or something. I just, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to solve the problem for now. And do more later. Yeah, and that, you'll you'll find that if you're on a farm. Oh, everybody has to solve little weird problems all the time. Yeah, like right away. You don't have time to think about it. You just got to do it. Yes. Yeah. Whatever you have on hand, or whatever's cheapest, because everything's expensive and you don't have the money. So. No, the the biggest door we've got, <laughs> and the best door we've got to load stuff into the house, is the one in the kitchen that goes outside. <laughs> And we've got a, a baby gate, like a tall baby gate separating. Which we'll have to remove yeah. to get the couch. <laughs> That's separating the kitchen from the uh, now the living room. And basically that keeps the dogs from getting into Kara's kitchen because she's got to keep the dogs out. It's a licensed home bakery. Dogs can't be in there. They're never inside. Like, according to state of Maine law... As long as you're not working, they can freely go in and out. But I'm just like, why? Why chance it? Why have dog fur everywhere? So, Kara is more strict than the state of Maine. <laughs> I mean, so, there's probably dog fur anyway because it kind of flies. But I do my best. I do my best. So why chance the, it? The inspector, the first time you got your inspection, the inspector told you that they would be checking somebody out and there'd be a cat walking across the counter. Oh yeah. It's like ew. Across the counter. It's like, no. This is this is a licensed kitchen. That's no. another reason why not to have cats. Like I'm already afraid of cats, but if we had a cat They got no respect. They they would just jump the fence. They would jump the baby gate and just they don't care. I mean they yeah. we have French doors, but they yeah, make, we could close the front doors, but But that's, it's such a chaos to get in and out of the kitchen because we're always going in and out. 
the kitchen because the only way to get well it's not the only way to get outside but it's the easiest way to get outside so it's no yeah it's so like we leave the... one door open and then we had the baby gate so it works out yeah so we basically we just pass through you know but that's a double door if, if i remove yeah. the baby gate we have the wide outside door the couch can come into the kitchen and we can very easily bring it into this room instead of fighting That's the, the, plan. the crazy three-dimensional geometry that would be required. Who puts a staircase in front of a doorway? A lot of houses do. A lot of houses do. <laughs> they it, really it, do. People who don't have to take furniture to the second floor. It that's doesn't make that's sense. who does it. And then those people with those houses with the spiral staircase... How do you even get furniture upstairs? I don't understand. How do you not break your neck going downstairs? I don't know. Yeah, I've seen some spiral staircases in some of these designs where it's just like, no. Why would you even? Like, if I, I don't think I would be able to trust if I was like a customer on HGTV <laughs> and like, I'll have the design for you. It's like, no, I'll be checking with you while you're doing it. Yeah, I'd be their worst nightmare. Because you're going to do some kind of crazy metal spiral staircase to save space, and I'm not living with that. Or they do some random open concept and be like, you don't want separate rooms? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I really do. I like my separate rooms. I like having separate spaces. We could hire, what's his face from the guy's name, Knight? Jonathan Knight. We could hire Jonathan Knight. He, we could hire him. Yeah. And we could trust him, but we we couldn't trust anybody else. Yeah, it's... No. I enjoy the shows and stuff, but it's it's kind of like... I, I feel like I, if, if they asked me what my budget was, I would tell them 50% of my budget because they always go over budget. It's like, where do we, these people even get that budget these days? Because we don't have a penny to our name. Oh, there's home equity loans and stuff that they just don't talk about in the show. Well, They're beg they begging, borrowing, and stealing. Some of them just have parental money, but a lot of them are probably doing second mortgage. Uh, Which is another thing we can talk about another day. But as far <laughs> as getting things into an old house, it, you should really think about that when you're... I know, we, we're always telling you when you're looking at a house, think about this, think about that. Measure doorways because yeah. you'd be surprised that not every doorway is standard and you should bring a tape measure if you're going to look at a house and actually measure the front doors, measure the the bedroom doors because will a king size bed, will a queen size bed even fit? You got to measure the stuff. Yeah. I mean, because you don't no want you don't want to order it and then find out that it physically cannot go into your house. Or if you already have it and you're just moving it and it doesn't fit, then what do you do? You got to get rid of it and get a new one. That's extra money that you probably don't have. Because guess what? You're already <laughs> spending a crap ton of money to get into the new house. You When you move from one place to another, no. if you're using movers, there's that cost. You're, you're probably going to have some kind of storage going on. There's so much. We should make a list of the things because we've done it enough times. We have. Even if you're going from apartment to apartment. So you got your down. I think nowadays, I think for the past several years, it's been first, last, and a security, which is equal to rent. So that's three. Basically money that rents. nobody has. Nobody has that type, type of money anymore. Especially if you're still in an apartment and have, I mean, the whole reason to get a new apartment is because your rent's going up, more than likely, unless you're moving to a different town. And it's just like, why? Why so much? Because greed. But at the same time, we were landlords, so there, I mean. We were, yeah, but we were landlords out of necessity and we didn't want to be Yeah, we because we couldn't sell the house very quickly and I had another job and we had to go live somewhere and so we just sold we just rented the house out to somebody and the the rent was like a hundred dollars more than the mortgage and we put the hundred dollars a month into a, a maintenance fee a yeah. maintenance fund we so basically we were the worst like for us 
normally when you think of landlords, they're jacking the rent up. They're making all this money off of their properties and stuff, and they never fix anything. And it's just a horrible experience for the tenant. Meanwhile, we're barely charging them any, like it's the mortgage plus a little. And every time something goes wrong, we, we jump, like we call our guy and get it fixed. So we're doing everything we could. We hated it. We hated being landlords. It was terrible. So a lot of people will be like, oh, we'll get into the landlord business because it's easy money. <laughs> but it's not. Unless you are like a property manager and have multiple properties and are rich. Yeah, sure. That's fine. But if you're like Joe Schmo or like us. If you're a regular person. If you're a regular person, it's not that easy. And yes, you get a tax. A tax break. Tax break on your uh, federal taxes. But it is not enough to cover all the shenanigans that will go on. Because the, the tax break... All that stuff is designed for rich people yeah. who have a bunch of properties. It's not designed for one house that you just couldn't sell and you're renting out. It's, it's Because it's, you got to vet these people, and people don't like to be vetted. got to tell you, they don't like it. But you got to do it. you got to yeah. protect yourself. Because we, we've been in both situations. We've been landlords when we've been tenants. Tenants for a lot longer than landlords, let me tell you. Yeah, being a landlord but, was a horrible experience. We oh we basically, so as soon as we could sell the house, <laughs> we sold it with the with the the provision that the current lease would be honored, and then we were out. Yeah, right. and the tenant, I mean, she wasn't happy about it, but we we just couldn't do it anymore. We, yeah. So we were barely making so it paycheck to happened. paycheck. It happened. We're renting. We're veering off track. We are, but let me just get okay. this out because it's important. It was during COVID 2020. It was the time where we could actually sell that house. It was a hard sell of a house because it was old and it needed work and we couldn't afford to do that work. And yeah. so the perfect time is like, we got to do it now or it's never going to happen. So the problem being... Since it was COVID, the because we were living with my parents, so at the time we did not have our own mortgage. But for a long time, we were paying our mortgage, and the renter was paying the mortgage for the bathhouse. So, but COVID happened, and she was out of work. So what happened? So the banks kept saying, oh, you could defer your mortgage payments, but honestly, I did not trust that at all. We thought about it, and uh, no, because we were, you know it's going to come back at you. Yeah, we were afraid that they would do some kind of trick. Which they did. i got to do the research on that, but I read that they did, and they'll charge extra interest, and it was a whole mess. So... She was out of work, so she couldn't... We paid the first month that she was out of work because, luckily, at that time, we are at my parents' and we didn't have to pay our own mortgage. If we did, there would be no way. There's no. <laughs> and we're trying to be good people, and... Yeah, we're trying. We're not... She was... No, she wasn't fired because she did something bad. No, she worked in daycare. Yeah, COVID was, happened. You know, She's one of those people that was just kicked out of her job because of COVID. Yeah, but if we had our own house at the time, one of us would have gone, well, it would have been us, not her. One of the houses would have been foreclosed on because we couldn't make both payments. There's no way. Because at the time, before, we were in Rhode Island, and I couldn't find a job. So it was just his paycheck. I wasn't making anything. So Yeah, yeah she didn't have the bakery. She I didn't was have anything. Living with her parents, I was working remote, luckily, because that started for me with COVID. And we were just thinking, it's harsh to say, but we, we get a little angry about it. And like, this, we're not her family. We're not responsible for taking care of her. She's responsible for taking care of her. No one would and, have helped us. I mean, well, it's not just that, it's that we're not capable of doing yeah, we both. We can't. We can't. If, look, if I had. Millions of dollars, I would just solve it all for everybody. But 
we can't. So we had to do, I, I felt really bad about selling the house and like, that's probably her last lease and she's got to go do something else. But, we don't even know. But yeah, we don't know what happened, but we, we couldn't. It, and if we didn't sell the house, then we would still own it now. And there would be no way. It, yeah, we would no not way. have a farm. We would <laughs> not have, we'd probably have to move back into it. Yeah, which as much as I love that house, we couldn't be doing what we're doing now. So it would have been hard. Yeah, there'd be no animals at all. So it's with all the complaints and all this stuff, we're kind of happy where we wound up. It's just, it could have been a less bumpy road to get here. Every day has been a bumpy road, though. That's the problem. It's like we, with the deliveries, we had, I mean, we, we always backtrack and... We always do that. You know it's, that it, <laughs> if you listen. I really feel bad about everything that happened at the beginning of COVID because the the whole the whole country was geared up to protect the banks and people were just kind of left to fend for themselves and there's no support and anytime you think, "Oh, are you going to help me out or is this a trick or is am I going to not have to pay this?" but then down the road you're going to slam me in the face with all the back payments and interest all at one time, because I think that's what we were worried about with oh, and they deferring did. the mortgage. Yeah, they and did because there's large corporations that want to buy up single-family homes, and, and then the same thing it, happened to small business people, like actual small business people who got the help got screwed because the bigger businesses used that too and took yeah. advantage. Yeah, it was a thing on Twitter the for a while. PPI the PPP loans. Yeah. Yeah. It was a thing on Twitter for a while where every time some somebody would go on Twitter and say that, you know, student loan debt shouldn't be canceled, you should pay your debts. Like, it was crazy. Every time somebody spoke out on that, because the PPP loans are public, folks would go look up that person's name and, and see if they got a loan, and they did. They did. All the people... All the people, the rich people that are telling you that you, you shouldn't get your student loan canceled, they got a PPP loan. <laughs> and there's even cases where, people, I won't name the podcast, but a podcaster that's doing very well, she was making statements like that. And she got enough PPP loans to pay off her student loans. And they're allegedly for payroll, but rich people just use them to put it in their pockets. Yeah. It, it just, it didn't go for what it was supposed to go for. This is Brian editing the podcast. I didn't mention that the PPP loans were forgiven. So they were intended to help businesses cover payroll, keep their employees on the job, and keep them afloat, and then they'd be forgiven afterwards. I don't know why they just didn't just give money, but that's how it worked. But what really happened was most of it was rich people scamming the system. And in the case of that podcast I mentioned, the lady basically got enough to pay off her student loans, and then the new loan was forgiven. So she got total student loan debt cancellation, and then went on the internet and said other people shouldn't get any relief. You can look it up online if you're ever wondering about somebody. It's all public stuff. Lots and lots of well-to-do people that did not need the money just got a giant free chunk of change from the government while the rest of us were scrambling and trying to make things work. So anyway, back to the show. So that's kind of why we don't trust. We, we, we're regular people and the system is not built for us. So it's we're, a shame. And we'll never be landlords again. We're like, no, I, I don't want to. No, that. <laughs> there was a time where I thought, well, maybe we'll rent out our own house and just have properties everywhere. I'm just like, no, the stress is just too much. It's too much. I could, I could deal with Real estate wise, if we owned an apartment building and we had a bunch of units that, that were all kept up and maintained, I could do that. Well, the problem is you need to find a reliable handyman or maintenance oh, yeah. worker. Oh, yeah. These days, not so much. Can't even find someone to work on our own house. So, Could you imagine if, if, if we were landlords for like a whole apartment complex Lord. and we just... Be in an early grave. But but we'd be the only place that didn't raise prices for no reason. We, we'd only raise prices because we had to. Yeah, well. And we'd fix everything. But yeah, we'd both like die early from stress. It's so stressful. I I do not suggest it. You might think, oh, it's a great plan. It, no. 
The, the rich people that own all these properties, they have someone else do the dirty work for them. Yeah. It's a property management company that does all this stuff, and the rich person just doesn't even think about it. But that's a huge tangent <laughs> and a totally different thing that we're talking about. But it got us to 46. Yeah, sorry about that. But it's, it, was it's not important, be, it was important information. Yeah, but it's not going to be 46 minutes for you because I'm going to edit this down and take the ums and ahs out. But it's, it's like coming up on 47 minutes that's for okay. us. And that's enough time for us to talk about what happened recently. <laughs> Back onto the subject. Kara decided, as we're walking through my favorite store, the Home Depot. As we're walking through, she saw this rolling toolbox. Like it's tool. No, it's thing. a it's tool a chest. Tool chest. I already have one. No, no, no. I'm talking about the first one. Oh, the first one. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So we're walking through and you see that thing. Yes. And it's meant for, like, to be in your garage. Yeah. And it's got a wooden top to it. It's got all these drawers. Your workshop, garage, you know. Yeah, Kara looks at it and goes, ooh. Husky makes it. You know, yeah. you know she, the ones we're talking about. She, I'll put a link in the description, in the, in the podcast description. But she falls in love with it. And it's like, oh, what color? And she couldn't find it in blue. She could only find it in gray. Very frustrating. Yeah. And we got it delivered. And we honestly don't remember how we got it into the house. We don't know. It was so long. It wasn't even that long ago. It was like the beginning of the summer, which is crazy. Yeah, we about, don't we don't, don't remember. What, because the thing is, I keep uh, building stuff around the property, and the property doesn't look the same as it did a year ago. And everyone who comes visits who was here last year, they're like, oh, it looks so different. But we're here every day, and we're like, does it? Yeah, we, don't even, <laughs> we don't know. We feel like this stuff has been here forever, and it's like, I just built it last week, you know? I don't know. So we we got that thing in in a totally different set of circumstances, right? So then, then she she decides to order another one, which just arrived like a week ago. <laughs> a week ago, mind you. Yeah, and it, it, it basically, I think we were out when it got delivered. Um. We weren't there when it got delivered. Uh, we might have, I might have been here. You might have been delivering. Okay. But I didn't go outside. I was but it was busy. basically the, the whole thing with the pallet we described. There was a pallet on the ground outside, and this thing was on its side. So that meant I had to stand it up to get it in the garage. I was like, oh, <laughs> swear words. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I cut the zip ties. Not the zip ties. The plastic wrap. The, no, the plastic these plastic bands that they put around it to really tie it down. I cut those, I pulled the plastic wrap off, and I managed to, I forget exactly how I manhandled it, but I, I got it, oh, I think I put a rock against one of the wheels so it wouldn't just roll, and I was able to lift it up and get it on its feet and pull it in the garage. And it stayed there for an entire week. And then I was like, oh my God, we're gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to build that gate to get this thing in that loading gate, and then Kara's like, "We'll measure it." I like, okay, I measured it. No, it'll come through the regular doors we got. <laughs> These dog kennel panels that I've put out there as a double gate. Today was the day we we decided to pull it through. We get it into the chamber, and we're almost inside the dog chamber. And I've already noticed, like, there's dents, there's issues with it. I'm like, did you check it when you unloaded it? Because... Well, no. And some of the scratches and stuff might have happened when I was lifting it up. It didn't occur to me to inspect it top to bottom for shenanigans. When you get deliveries, and if it's an expensive delivery, always check it. Top to bottom. Top to bottom, because if there's issues, you complain to that company and they should send you a new one or a refund or credit something because right. you're spending a lot of money. So when we're trying to get this thing in to this airlock chamber we've built out of metal panels, Kara starts complaining that one of the wheels is coming off. And... It's already through, it's already most of the way through, but it's not in. So I have to hop on top of it and slide across to get to the other side of it so I can look. Turns out the the back wheels, this thing, the the wheels on one side are on casters and they turn and you can rotate you can just pull it any direction. The wheels on the back are straight. 
So basically, it's like the, the side of the, the tool chest with the handle on it turns, and the other wheels just drag along behind. Turns out, on the back wheels, they only put two screws out of four. So they, they didn't completely bolt them in. And the screws on those wheels were finger tight. So that when they put the back wheels on, they just screwed a couple of screws in, finger tight. Because the thing was on its side. It wasn't wherever they had it, it was on its side. And some lazy person didn't put all four screws into the wheel and didn't tighten them. So as we're fighting with it to get it through this through these gates, the wheel just bends. It and, and Kara starts to freak out and I've got to calm her down and Because it's it, expensive. Yeah, and but that doesn't help us. She's like, Well, we can't do it now. It's like it's already halfway through this gate and the wheel's off and we can't take it back in the garage now. We we have to fix this. So I lift up the back end and move uh, bent the wheel back into place. But I can't change anything or move it like this, right? So I wound up um, taking one of the screws from one of the front wheels, and I went to the general store up here and matched the screw and got a bunch of screws, and I came back and just basically finished the assembly job that they did not do at Home Depot. Which is supposed to come pre-assembled, because I don't have time for that crap. Right, and, and it's just wheels. I mean, just... Four screws. It's not that hard. It's four screws on each wheel. Why do you got to do two? And why can't you just turn a wrench a couple of times? I, I don't know why. But I basically, I had to take the wheel off. I, when you were in the house, I lifted up the back end and put a couple cinder blocks. Oh I put gosh. a couple cinder blocks down, lifted up the back end, gently set it mm -hmm. on the cinder blocks. And that jacked it up enough that I could take the wheel off. And I, I put it down on a rock upside down and I hammered it straight. Yeah, don't tell me this. It just I hammered it straight oh, with, a, with a metal hammer I've got. And then I just put it back on, tightened it all up. And then we had to wheel it through the grass. And, and then not, not after I dog poo on it. <laughs> yeah. After I've gotten like all the way to the kitchen door. Or duck poo. Kara is like, make sure there's no dog poo. I'm like, <laughs> uh I I picked up a lot of it before, I mean, the earlier yes, this afternoon. Yes, you, you had patrolled, but, you know, but when you told me that, I, more. <laughs> I was so preoccupied with other things, I didn't even And then look. there's duck poo everywhere, too, yeah, which so, is not that easy to scoop up, so. I didn't even check. Yeah. So I was like, I don't think I did. Mm. And then I was like, all right, back up, back up. I've got to turn this thing. I've got to wheel it over there because only the front wheels turn. And uh, I'm going to have to back this thing up towards you. So take a couple steps back. I was like, all right, well, hang on. Don't come as far as this. And I needed to go as far as that. So I did it a different way. And then we just kind of fought up the step. Luckily, I'm strong enough to lift half of this thing. Luckily, because I'm not. I tried. <laughs> and no. My first year in this house, I would not have been able to do that at all. It's only because I've been working on a farm for three years. See, if you want to build muscle, work on a farm. Yeah, but I don't look like a bodybuilder. I look exactly the same as I used to. I just, I just, yeah. I'm able to lift things. That's <laughs> does not change your physical well, appearance at all. If you lifted bricky more, you could be a bodybuilder. Oh my god, that nice. goes. We, we also did all the goats' hooves today, trimmed their hooves, and gave them copper bullets today. So. Which was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's The larger goats are difficult to manhandle, but but we get it done. But the, the, the whole point of all this is... Don't buy heavy stuff. <laughs> don't buy heavy stuff. And what was the lesson from last week? Don't ever leave the house. Don't ever leave the house. Don't buy heavy stuff. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and your life will be okay. <laughs> and was it, we keep saying, I'll be right back. But you know, that's the famous, I mean, it's October. So famous last lines of any horror movie, I'll be right back. And they never come back. Well, Don't say that either. When do we not come back? Oh, because when we, when we say we'll be right back, we're going to go get something from upstairs. <laughs> you never see them. But then, but then we find out that the puppies have... <laughs> Destroyed something. Destroyed something or pooed on something. And you end up like cleaning that up and carrying that downstairs. And then you find something else. And it's just like chores <laughs> pop up. 
you know, so it's kind of it's kind of tough. And I mean, I just I'm coming off of a vacation. I just took a week off, and I was supposed to do all this Herculean stuff. And I did, I did a bunch of stuff this week, but it's hard for me to quantify what it was. It's just like it was just you a bunch. You did not of, do the thing you intended to do. But that's been the last several vacations. Wow. Other things pop up, <laughs> and part of it is having to deliver. Uh, in the morning, it interrupts my day, and. Part of it is we were talking there's about this. There's only two days this week. But we were talking about this earlier, this this time of year. There's only so much daylight. That's true. It messes up your internal clock, messes up your external clock. It messes up your everything clock. Everything. Just everything. And then the clock stopped working. Like half of them, the batteries are dead, which really throws you off. It's like, Kara why? Kara uses I need, regular clocks. I know. I'm the weird one. I need. I don't have a watch. They're too big for my wrist, and they hurt. So Kara is the person who will make fun of you if if you don't know how to tell time on an old clock, like I do. But I prefer digital. Well, I don't like the clocks with the weird, just like the new numeral Roman numerals. No Roman numerals. I don't like those. Those are a little harder, but. I mean, I have... But the regular numbers. Regular numbers are fine. I'm going to get, like, some goat clocks and stuff. The clock that's in our now <laughs> living room is going to go out into the goat house, so I have a clock outside in case I can't find my phone, which is now too big for pockets, so i got to leave it somewhere. Right. So, it's a whole thing. Like, I know it's weird... It's one of my OCD things. I need to know what time it is at all times. But I think I think I got like I, I moved the compost around finally. I got to drive the tractor, and I did a bunch of little repairs and things around the farm. I was doing a lot of work, and I checked off a lot of boxes. But it, it, there was one big thing I wanted to do, and I didn't get it all done. Uh, yeah. So from now on, the vacations are primarily going to be in the warm months where the days are really long, and I got all kind of daylight, you know, as opposed to fall. Fall is so hard, and I hate it. It's, I just, I, just, I love the temperature though. Because it's an old house, sometimes it's warmer outside than it is inside, and I refuse to turn on the furnace until at least November. And plus, it, we need the furnace cleaned. But which frustrates us because mm, we, the house is not insulated as well as it should be. No. But it's insulated enough to cause inconvenience. It's very inconvenient. And then my allergies are really bad this time of year as well, which does not help anything. And October is just a bad month anyway. So it's just it's just a bad hard Yeah, month. we're going through a, a tough time. October sucks. But there's only so it's much bad. time before the snow comes, so we're trying to like wrap everything up and get the necessaries done. Oh, we did get a snowblower, though. Yep, I got an electric snowblower. I'll talk and about... And mind you, all of this has been on a credit card. We do not have the money to pay for it, so... Right. So <laughs> next summer when we're Good making times. the big money, we're just going to be paying stuff down. We're always paying stuff down. But yeah. it's hard. I mean, I mean, you just... You need the stuff now, and the money is not there, so what do you do? I mean... You make it work. You got you to gotta do what you got to do. Luckily, Kara's business is doing pretty well. We just need to Knock on we need to defer some other projects and focus on taking care of this year, next year. But yeah. that's stuff that you'll deal with, too, if you're on a farm. There's always stuff that needs done. Like the, I mean, the animals will always come first, but the house needs some love, too, so we have like a safe place to live, but... It just didn't make the cut this year. So. Yeah. But next year, like we said before, there's the, the boxes we checked this year are the kind that don't come back again for a long time. So, yeah. yeah. Basically, just the moral of this story is when I would say just make sure you measure your doors. Always measure. measure was it measure once, cut twice? No. Measure twice, <laughs> cut once. That's <laughs> Measure once. <laughs> We'll shave a little bit more off this board. <laughs> Did a little too long. <laughs> or don't measure. Take a risk. Yeah. You know, have fun with it. Go for Old it. carpenters do that. They just <laughs> eyeball it, and I hate them. They eyeball it, and it's perfect, and yeah, I hate them. But, you know. but, but anyway, it, <laughs> measure stuff. I would even keep a list on your I phone or something. I don't measure half the stuff, but I've gotten better about it because yeah. I've gotten... 
there have been some whoopsies. Yeah. <laughs> and we got it done. But yeah. keep a list on your phone of all the outside doors and all the weird doors so that when you're in the Home Depot or something and you're looking at something, you can whip out the phone and look at the numbers and you have them there. Keep a list. So that's that wraps up this <laughs> hour. We, we've gone on tangents, but... We came came back to the subject in the end. (laughs) So have a good whatever you're doing. Bye.